0: For more info, go to danimalplanetradio.com. This is Dan
1: McGinnis with Danimal Planet Radio. If you're a fan of boxing or MMA, I'm pleased to announce my next guest, Ray Flores, here on Danimal Planet Radio from Premier Boxing Champions out of the Chicagoland area, broadcaster extraordinaire and play-by-play man. Stay tuned, Danimal Planet Radio, coming up. If you're looking to replace taking the bus or hope to stop bugging your friends to driving you around, then come on down to Ignition Auto Sales, located at 22 Chirty Tree West McVickers, next to the Jewels. We can finance your next automobile with little or no money down. Bad credit? Yeah. That may be a problem when buying a couch or a new television set. But at Ignition Auto Sales, we'll have you driving faster than a redneck and a Camaro with a number 3 on his door. We don't care what the bank says. We'll make you an offer you can't refuse. Right now, we have a new crop of freshly repossessed cars and trucks that must go. We have a 2011 Cadillac Escalade with chrome. For fifteen-five, If you buy today, we'll toss in a free $75 Portillo's gift card. Hey, the government's credit sucks too, so don't worry. Ignition Auto Sales at the corner of McVickers and Cermak. Call us at 312-551-CARS. Ignition Auto Sales. We give you the room to vroom. Uh,
0: let's get ready!
1: at Danimal Planet. I'm Dan McGinnis. This week, I'm very excited to welcome in my friend and guest, Ray Flores, ring announcer from the Chicago area. Ray, thank you for taking the time. How are you?
0: Dan, it's great to talk with you, my man. I have followed your journey all over the place, all over the world that you're going, and it's it's great to see and great to talk to you. Oh,
1: thank well, likewise. That's why I wanted to have you on today because I love following you're such a great follow on not just Facebook, but Instagram. I mean, you're like an underground world leader, like never a night in the same place. <laughs> I mean, you're you're in Philly one day and it's it's I love it.
0: It's a bless, man, as you know, being on the road and and being able to be in these different cities, it's something very unique and awesome and, and a lot of fun.
1: Oh, that's cool. Well, let's uh let's Go back here. Uh, you studied radio at uh, Columbia College in Chicago. It's, a, in my opinion, an excellent school for for those kind of arts, where you met our mutual friend, Mike Rempert. I read that boxing was very popular in your household growing up. Did you have any like prior experience around the ring or a specific passion knowing you would pursue a career in broadcasting?
0: No, you know what? I just, you know, growing up, as, as Mike can attest to, man, is that we grew up in this golden era of sports here in Chicago, when it came to Michael Jordan being at his apex and, and the Blackhawks doing what they were doing. And it was just a wonderful time. And watching boxing in my household, watching Julio Cesar Chavez, who is the greatest Mexican fighter of all time. That was back when Mike Tyson was in his, you know, really doing his thing. And and so many talented fighters, you know, we were kind of coming on the tail end of Sugar Ray Leonard and Roberto Duran Mm. and Tommy Hearns. So, to be a part and, and to see all these fighters, these top-level legends, compete was something that I gravitated towards as a young guy.
1: That's so cool. Now, my, my high school on the south side didn't have anything at the time for media courses or really even encouragement. My counselor actually talked to me out of going to Columbia you know, she said, "Oh, uh, there, there was no money in radio." I mean, she actually said it. I mean, she did. She wouldn't let me attend. <laughs> you know, the career day. You know, when the when the schools come to your high school and you. Oh my God! You know, Columbia. Um, did your high school in East Chicago, Indiana, have a media program or, in this case, uh, supportive guidance counselors? <laughs> uh,
0: well, I mean, they they had supportive guidance counselors, but at this high school, we didn't have a uh, a media program. But the local, the public access TV station. Had like summer jobs where we could go and do, like, you know, they, they did like an hour of free TV a week on public access. Wow. So I started working there when I was like 16 years old. And within a year of being there, I would go for an hour and a half, two hours to work after school, you know, doing just sports reports and stuff. Then the, the channel became government funded. So we had control of the channel for. 24 hours wow so then i started doing high school basketball high school football and that's where i got my break when it came to doing mixed martial arts and following around miguel Torres, who introduced me to the business aspect of combat sports so we started following around miguel and doing the fights that he was competing on locally and we would do the whole show i would commentate the whole show and we'd show it like a week later
1: oh that is super cool and that that certainly helps having somebody to kind of kind of grab you by the hand and walk you around like that. That's awesome that you had that.
0: It was unbelievable. Like because of Miguel, like he introduced me. I mean, this is back then in 2005 when MMA was, I mean, the the ultimate fighter was just barely on the air and people still didn't have any idea of how popular it was going to be. So to get into boxing when I was 17, 18 was hard from a business standpoint, but since MMA was so loose, And it was like the Wild West for the most part. I was able to get in to do commentary for a lot of these events and and talk to a lot of the fighters in the Chicagoland area that would come and fight me. Because Indiana wasn't regulated for MMA, so everyone kind of just believed themselves.
1: I worked in radio for like a good 10 years before officially going to school. I, I wanted that paper, I guess, so to speak. So when I finally went to school, it was the Illinois Center for Broadcasting, now Illinois Media School. They brought you in to speak to our class when I was there in 2013. I thought that was the coolest thing. Under my breath, you know, you know trying not to be rude, but even though I am, uh, I'm talking to the dudes next to me. I'm like, I know this guy. Like, I'm showing him we're friends on mm-hmm. Facebook. I'm thinking, man, I can't wait to say hi to Ray afterwards. What's that like? Or how often are you asked to come speak to classes or seminars?
0: Well, it's funny, Dan, that you mentioned Illinois Media School because once things, you know, we couldn't, I couldn't come to terms on, on a deal with ESPN Radio. Right. I started teaching at Illinois Media School, like, probably almost two years ago, and I've been there ever since. <laughs> and, I, you know, I, see, I teach the sports offices classes, which is like an extended, you know, it's like they have the program, the core program that you did, and now they have a six-month program just for sports people. Uh-huh. So I teach that during the week when I'm home.
1: Well, I, I I wish I had you at that time, you know, because <laughs> well, seriously, I mean, my background, I did a lot of sports stuff too, but a lot of it was kind of news and just general, you know, I don't know if you want to call it general broadcasting, but at least there we had a specific, you know, we did a lot of editing and stuff like that. But if we had somebody specific to like teach a sports program with your background and resume, uh, I think they're pretty, uh, you know, they should be glad to have you. I think they are.
0: Well, you're, you're very kind and stuff, man. I just enjoy the business, and, and, and I learn something new every day, the same way you are when it comes to being on stage and touring everywhere you go with Claire's with keyword band and stuff, is that I like to learn. I learn stuff about the business every single day because mm-hmm. it's a, such a part of your life, and it's being on the air and, and live television, live radio. There's nothing like live performance because you never know what's going to happen. It's true.
1: Speaking with Ray Flores, ring announcer out of the Chicagoland area, but uh, goes everywhere for work here on Danimal Planet. Follow him on Twitter at SBR Flores, and the same on Instagram, SBR Flores. Got a little quote here, Ray, from uh, September nineteenth, 2010, from the Northwest Indiana Times. Uh, Basically what you just said a moment ago, there is no secret, I just love the sport and really love what I do. And that kind of goes into my next... um, note here for what you're doing for the ring announcing kind of profession specifically in my mind is becoming much more popular because you're seeing your events on tv more and more and it's growing uh i have to admit i follow the sport more now because i'm like so proud to see you out there and doing it all over the place tv social media i think you're such a great ambassador uh for it all because you love what you're doing you mentioned earlier, because you know a lot of people go to broadcasting school, they're going to be a news reporter, or they're going to do basketball. You, picked, you went into a specific genre, and you're excelling at the highest level possible.
0: How is that? I mean, you know what? And again, I appreciate the kind words and stuff, man. I mean, it's, it's almost like there's no better thing in this world, no matter what you do, to get paid to do what you love to do to, you know, am, am I making a ton of money? No. Am I poor? No. I'm living a fun life. I'm living a fun, cool life, you know, traveling, meeting different fighters, different events all over the country. And, and there is, you know, we all enjoy general sports. You and I enjoy general sports. A lot of our friends do. But after being at, at many big events, sporting-wise, there's nothing like a big prize fight, where the hair on the back of your neck stands up right before the guys make their walk hmm. and ask the guys to walk into the ring because you don't know what's going to happen. There are these like, oh my God moments <laughs> that you're just, during the course of the fight. I mean, th- this happened a couple weeks ago when I called the Deontay wilder Luis Ortiz fight for the international uh, telecast. Uh, you know, Wilder was coming out and was having issues with Ortiz. Ortiz had Wilder rots. In the seventh round, Wilder had never been beaten. Ortiz had never been beaten. Wilder the defending champion, putting you know having his seventh defense. <laughs> Wilder looked like he was out on his feet. Bell rings. He gets saved by the bell, goes back to the eighth round. Tyler recovers, comes back, and finishes off Luis Ortiz <laughs> in the tenth round. 14,000 people at Barclays Center going crazy. You couldn't have written a better script. That's what combat sports is so special. I try to tell people... When you're watching the World Series and it's the bottom of the ninth inning and the team's up 10-2, to two, there's no such thing as an eight-run homer. There's no such thing as a 30-point shot. There's no such thing as shooting the hockey puck and making five goals on one shot. In combat sports, one punch can change the direction of a fight. That's yep. why it is so special to me. That's awesome.
1: I, the way you explain it, I mean, I felt like I was in a seat – watching the fight <laughs> i love it uh let's uh we'll get back to uh the stuff for a second i gotta have you step out of the ring for a moment so to speak and into the wardrobe closet you gotta know you look awfully damn sharp in those suits do you have a tailor or are you just are you equally as good when it comes to dressing yourself
0: well i mean he uh, so, so <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to work with this toronto-based designer He's he's done one suit for me his name is uh, Rowan James, who is outstanding. But, you know, a lot of times it's just mixing and matching stuff, man. It's like, all right, I, can, I like playing around with different colors and, and different styles. And, you know, and the thing with me, I try to tell people is it's accessories, number one. And what I mean by accessories is, I mean, your pocket square, your tie, your socks. <laughs> and make sure that the suit fits because you can have, you could buy a $150 suit or a $100 suit But if it fits you well and then you accessorize with it, you don't have to go and people are like, oh, I need to buy Hugo Boss and I need to buy this and that. I don't care if a suit looks like if you pay $1,000 for it. If you're floating in it or it's way too tight, it doesn't look good. It's how the suit fits you. That is the most important thing and the accessories.
1: And. We just talked about fashion on Danimal Planet for the first time, I think, and I'm glad it was with you.
0: <laughs> That's a pleasure, man. Oh,
1: man. Another mutual friend we have uh, is Eddie Aguilera down in uh, Corpus Christi, Texas. Another small world moment. Uh, he hired my band several years ago uh, and treated us like family, and I'm not even kidding about that. We still talk about it, and it was a fantastic weekend. Eddie with uh, Solid Knockout Entertainment it promotes music and all sorts of stuff. Where did you come across meeting Eddie?
0: I think I met Eddie in Humble, Texas, if I stand corrected, and that was just outside of Houston. And this is probably in twenty twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. I was working for Golden Boy at the time and we were doing solo book sale and we did it in the Humble Civic Arena. And that's a that's kind of a a misconception in that it, it was a big barn. It was this open barn and we were in Houston it was the summertime. It was probably 100 degrees outside and probably hotter inside this barn. So that's where I met Eddie. And, you know, I think we went to the hotel afterwards. And, you know, we, I think we bought like three, 24 cases of beer between <laughs> like 10 or 12 of us and went to Whataburger afterwards. And nice. you know how it is on the road, man. We're oh, just yeah. looking for a quick drink and you know, so that, that's where I met
1: Eddie. He's a really good dude. That's great. And uh, you were saying a couple of weeks ago, sadly, I missed you when you came through here, basically to Deadwood, South Dakota. I was in Chicago at the time, and with you being all over the place, literally, you do one event, you're on the red eye to the next one. Um, without picking favorites, and let's just say for fun, let's leave Las Vegas out of the equation. Is there a place that you <laughs> yeah. is there is there a place you love to go work an event?
0: So there's two of them, and they're both on the coast. And I know this sounds very cliche, but it's the truth because they're amazing Fife fans in both places. One is New York City. I mean, Frank Sinatra said it best, New (laughs) York, New York. You can make it there. You can make it anywhere. There's something special about New York. The Fife fans are so passionate. They're smart. The Barclays Center, I know people rave about MSG, but, Dan, I'm going to tell you what, bro. The Barclays Center is the crown jewel of combat sports in the Northeast. That is a fact, man. It's a beautiful building. The place is rocking. They always draw over, you know, they they're drawing consistently ten thousand or more. Wow. MSG has them it's big but brother I'm gonna tell you, give me the bar <laughs> play center any day of the week. The staff is awesome, the people there, I mean there's a beautiful like Brooklyn is just a beautiful place. And yeah. the second one would be Los Angeles. I mean you you go to Staples Center or you go to the Stub Hub Center. I, I mean bro, LA Live, that whole area as you know. It, it, it's lively, it's vivacious, it, it's sexy, but the fight fans come out. Staples Center, I was there for Santa Cruz Mars, number one, back in August of 2015. That place was shaking. Oh, the StubHub Center in Carson, I mean, man, talk about, they call it the war grounds, because anytime we there's a fight there, a big fight there, on the card you're going to get And one or two fights that are just knocked down, drag out, bloodbaths. So (laughs) LA and New York are my two places around. like, man, let's get this popping. (laughs) It's ready to rock and roll. And it's just, I'm telling you, it's just like you're high on life because you know that the attention of the world is on those cities during that time period.
1: Yeah. And in New York City, you're so right. And obviously with Sinatra, I mean, you couldn't have quoted a better person to be quite honest, but there is that buzz about New York City. Uh, I mean, LA's got its own thing too, for you know obvious reasons. But it's not cliche at all to to pick those two because everybody thinks you know Las Vegas, you know fights, fight, you know this and that. That's why I wanted to leave that one out.
0: Yeah, well, <laughs> Vegas is great too. I mean, because you know people are accustomed to it. But when it comes to uh, Vegas, is adult Disney World is what I like to say. You get to fights <laughs> and then you get to run around and and have fun and and you know. Dabble into whatever vice you have if you have any. So, yeah. I mean, that's,
1: that's what Vegas is. Uh, just a couple dozen more for you, Ray. Uh, what's what's the international market like for boxing and MMA? Or I guess, how have you seen the sport grow just in like your time as an analyst, which has been several years now? Like the last big fight we had, which was, I saw you all over tv for They had McGregor and, and Mayweather. Um, are the days of like the Tyson-Holyfield true heavyweight's Gone in in the boxing sense?
0: No, I, I think we're coming back to that, Dan, because we're getting closer. Uh, you know, Deontay Wilder I mentioned earlier beat Luis Ortiz, and Anthony Joshua is going to be defending him, or going to be they're going to be putting their titles on the line. Anthony Joshua has two belts. Joseph Parker of New Zealand, uh, New Zealand, the Australia area, he has one belt. So the winner of that fight is going, and that's going to be happening March thirty first in Wales on Showtime. So the winner of that Mm. fight will have three belts. And it looks like we're getting closer to a unification fight, assuming all the parties can get it done uh, politically. We may get a unification fight. The winner of Parker and, uh, you know, Joshua, hopefully will fight Deontay Wilder at some point here in 2018. And that's a huge fight. You know, the American public is certainly, you know, gravitating towards Deontay Wilder, and you're getting a lot of. This is a, a great time period for boxing because you're getting the new, the new era, the Errol Spences of the world. You're getting the Terence Crawfords. You're getting the Vasily Lomachenkos. You know, you're you're getting these younger guys, David Benavides, who is 21 years old, wow. the youngest American champion right now in boxing at 168 pounds. there is a. This is a transition period where Mayweather is officially retired. And these other guys are kind of going, they're fading. Marquez retired last year, Klitschko. And we're seeing this younger group of talent, these top-level world champions, and this is a new era. So I think it's wonderful from an MMA standpoint. It's exploded. Obviously, we haven't seen Connor in the uh, octagon in quite some time. Yeah. But, you know, you make $100 million, I don't think you'd be <laughs> uh, so focused to get back to work either. So. This is a great time for combat sports.
1: Ah, that's so awesome. And uh, on a side note, what is Michael Buffer like?
0: Michael Buffer, to be honest with you, Dan, is the coolest. This guy is 007. <laughs> I've worked with him several times. I'm telling you, he's James Bond, but a real person. Wow. Like, we work together. I you know, We worked together. This was the first Rock Nation sports show mm. in January of 2015. And, and Beyonce was there. Uh, Jay-Z was there. It was a boxing <laughs> show, the theater at, at Madison Square Garden. And I did the undercards, and Michael Buffer did the television portion. And fabulous. And a lot of these rappers, they were coming up through the cloud to get their picture taken with Michael Buffer. Fast forward to May of that year, we did AT&T, not AT&T, I'm in a park in Houston. 35,000 people is when Canelo defeated James Kirkland. Wow. And I did 13 of the 14 fights. And Michael Buffer comes in, man, and is so properly dressed, not a hair out of place. I wrote, I'll give you a quick story. And I don't think I've ever mentioned this story in public before. Oh, please. With the exception of telling a couple of friends of mine. So I'll tell you anyway. Please. This is in New York. After the Rock Nation show in January 2015, uh, Michael Buffer and I were riding to the airport together. Of course you so, were. So th- and this is at like four in the morning because we had six a.m. flights <laughs> then. I come down, you know, I got jeans on and I got a sweatshirt. <laughs> it's cold New York, you know, during that time oh, period. Sure. Michael Buffer comes down in jeans, like form-fitting jeans a long trench coat with the scarf properly like he's getting ready to walk the runway, bro, mm. with his head not a hair out of place, glasses. I mean this dude I go, Mike, I go I go I go, you are like it's six in the morning, we're gonna jump on you know, you got a cross country flight. He goes, Ray, he goes, I always wanna make sure I'm at my best no matter where I am. The dude is double oh seven. He's the coolest guy on the planet. That's an
1: awesome story. And I I knew you'd met him and worked with him. But, you know, it's like that's what people think of when they see boxing and fights on TV. And I just figured, well, I knew you'd have to have a story like that. Do you think he drops his catchphrase, like, did he drop it on the flight? Like, let's get this plane in the air. You know, like, on dates, you think, maybe? He's about to order a drink with a girl, and he,
0: you know? <laughs> you know what, what's crazy is I, I've had, I've been around him when we're not on the mic, and he's like, he's just so relaxed and quiet. I mean, but, but this dude is just, he, he's so sloth, man. I mean, it's hard to even describe how he is. It's just, <laughs> he, he's this big personality in the ring but he's so relaxed, he's calm, just, dude, the, the guy doesn't turn down a picture and is just, you know, he has so much knowledge and so many stories, and I just love picking his brain, and also, I just like picking his brain on life, I mean, well, sure. the guy has a, has a lovely wife that he has, and I mean, look, how, you, you don't get any better than proposing to your wife <laughs> on the Jay Leno, on the Tonight Show. The guy proposed to his wife on the Tonight Show. Like that is how badass this guy. That is. That
1: is a bucket full of confidence.
0: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> without a doubt. So, oh man. I mean, he he isn't. He's more relaxed and quiet when we're uh, when we're off stage and away from the ring.
1: Well, all people have to do is just Google your name, Ray Flores, and I did that earlier, and tons of stuff came up. You're in, you know, millions of pictures, and like I mentioned, the suits. You know, that's got to go over well with the ring girls and. Uh you know <laughs> it's just Matt. it's it it's hurt. if it's not already happening I know it's going to ha- you could do you know 19 out of 20 fights it's I I hope for the day that people are swarming you and taking your picture and and one day you're you know you're already the Ray Flores you don't need to be the next Michael Buffer but I'm I'm so proud of you I'm so happy to see you all over the place and uh I'm going to be in Vegas on May 5th with credence and uh, it'd be awesome if you were but uh Wherever you're headed next, uh, best of luck, and thank you for being on the show.
0: Hey, Dan, always a pleasure, man. Congratulations, bro. For, for for those, I'm sure you know, they, they know your story and everything else, but you work your ass off, man. I mean, I, I see the stuff that you're doing all over social media, and to know you literally from when you started off with Mike Rampard doing the, the infancy of radio here in Chicago yeah. the small studios, and now you're doing 100,000 people, your game, You know, you're a part of this wonderful band, you're being police escorts, you're doing, you know, outdoor stadiums in Chile, and Mexico, you know, going all over the place. For me, that is freaking awesome to see my friends do that. And it's a fact, you are, you've been my friend for a long time, and to see that, I mean, I'm not the biggest music guy, bro, but anywhere you are, I'm always like, that is freaking incredible. (laughs) And the passion from your fans, So what you guys do is unbelievable. That touches my heart
1: very much. Wow, thanks. That means a lot coming from you, Ray. I appreciate it.
0: Well, Dan, always a pleasure, man. Don't be a strange man. Hopefully we can connect soon. Oh, we will. Thanks, Ray. Be well. Take care, brother. Have a good one.
1: You too. Bye-bye. That was my good friend, Ray Flores, out of the Chicagoland area with Premier Boxing Champions. Uh, Google his name, Ray Flores. Um, And uh, follow him on Twitter It's a fantastic follow on uh, Instagram as well S-B-R Flores That's the same It's S-B-R Flores F-L-O-R-E-S He's with Premier Boxing Champions uh, Also a uh, sports broadcaster Um, He's worked with ESPN for years And uh, apparently teaches at the uh, broadcasting school that I went to In downtown Chicago So he's uh, literally all over the place it's uh, amazing that he can keep a uh, teaching schedule, uh, literally. Uh, you see him on Facebook. Uh, he's in you know, Las Vegas doing a fight. Then he's in Philadelphia doing a flight. Then he's in Florida doing a fight. Uh, I think I said flight, but you know what I mean. Anyway, uh, really, really means a lot to have him on the show today with as busy as he is. Um, And I hope you guys enjoyed the interview. You're listening to Danimal Planet Radio. I'm Dan McGinnis. For more info and other versions of the show, visit danimalplanetradio.com.